Hello and welcome to the Memos of a Millionaire podcast. It's me, Alicia May, and I am so excited to be here with you all on the road from zero to seven figures and beyond. I'm bearing it all. And if you're listening, then I'd love to hear from you. Come tag me on socials at I am Alicia May Coaching and let's connect. And well, if you're not listening, then I feel sorry for you because this is where I bear it all and share my lived in experience scaling to success. And that well, it's something you just can't buy. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, my goodness. I am fresh from the Costa Rican energy. For those that may not know, I have come back from the most expansive 10-day trip around the world. I say around the world, kind of around the world. The plane went there, but you know, I went to just Costa Rica. Saying just doesn't justify. It was incredible, honestly. Like, I had pretty low expectations, not because I didn't expect it to be a good week, but just because, you know, it was it was one of those opportunities that came up that I was like, I'm clearly meant to visit this part of the world. I'll go. I'll chill. I'll take some time out of work. And, you know, it'll be nice. The weather's good. But wow, you know, it was so much more than a little bit of winter sun. Uh, it was incredible, the retreat experience. And, you know, if you would like me to share, in fact, more about what I experienced during that week, then do let me know. Do come and let me know over on socials because I haven't, you know, had a forum to share this in yet. And there was quite, you know, some deep transformational stuff that happened. So, yeah, if you're interested in me even doing a whole episode on it, do let me know, honeys. So, Today I'm back and this episode is all about this one word, elevate, elevate. Now I'm going to be speaking about elevating your leadership, your clients and your results. And the reason that I decided to bring this to the podcast this week was because it's been an ongoing theme in my own life and business, literally declaring it since the end of 2022, saying, right, this is it we raise standards now. I'm elevating my leadership, my impact, my results, my clients' results, my clients' behaviours, my boundaries. I'm basically elevating the whole experience end-to-end for clients and for myself. So it kind of makes sense that because I've been doing so much work on this in my own business, that it's had a ripple effect to my clients indeed. And there's been some really incredible conversations that have come up both in one-to-one sessions and in group circles and communities that I'm in around this elevation of what it means and what it looks like. And I thought, you know what, this is one of those conversations that I wish I was a fly on the wall for back in the more early earlier stages of my business, or indeed at any stage, right? Because some of you could be listening to this year five in and you've not taken your CEO mindset to this level of leadership yet. So I'm excited because I'm sure that no matter what level you're at right now in your business, this is going to be so beneficial. Okay, so let's start off with the word elevate itself, right? In the essence of the word elevate, to me, it means about raising things, lifting them up, making them bigger and better. Yeah. And for me, it absolutely has to start with your leadership, how you lead, because everything else follows. So for me, something that I've been asking myself is, well, how am I going to elevate my my leadership? What is that going to look like for me on a day to day basis? And it starts right from the moment I wake up right from the moment I wake up and the kind of thoughts and feelings that enter my body, 
Yeah, the way that I put myself first as a non-negotiable every single day. And listen, some days it is really small stuff, right? Because maybe I've overslept or maybe I'm not vibing it or, you know, I'm on holiday or something. But it has to be a non-negotiable. It absolutely has to be me first. Yeah, I can't be preaching to my clients to have some kind of routine, a mindset routine, and also to not go on their phone first thing when they wake up, if I'm doing that myself, right? It just doesn't align. So elevating my own standards equals elevating my own leadership. This looks like not just how I set my mind up for the day and how I continually plug into that through the day, but also the standards that I hold for myself physically, Right. And I'll be honest, this has been something I've struggled with for years and years and years and years. And I could do a whole episode on this with the issues that I've had with body confidence and eating disorders and various different things to do with the diet and body. But it has to be, again, a non-negotiable for me to take care of my health. Right. And, you know, this looks for me at the moment like moving my body daily, right, in a way that pleases me. Some days, yes, that is the gym. That is something that's more structured, tick, you know, a proper workout, a proper, in inverted commas, workout. Other days, it's doing a 20-minute yin class on YouTube, a yoga class. Other days, it's just going for a walk for 10, 15 minutes and grabbing a coffee. But it's making a conscientious effort every single day to get out of my house, to get out of my home. Ideally, some days I obviously just do like the yoga class and things. But even if I do something small like that, you know, it doesn't take much for me to just get out and walk around the block. You know, where I live, I'm very central. And you know what? I kind of think in some ways it's, um, and I don't know whether you will agree with this depending on where you live, but I live bang smack in the middle of, middle of a city. Like I come out of my apartment block and although where I live is very secluded in the sense that we've got our own private gardens, it's in a quad, like you would not know, like waking up and looking outside the window, you would not know that I'm in the mid middle of a bordering on Essex, greater London city centre. You just wouldn't know it. But when you then come out of my apartment quad into the street, you literally walk out and within 20 steps, you can see Primark, Marks and Spencers, Barclays, Halifax, like I'm bang smack in the middle. And the funny thing is, that is awesome at Christmas to go shopping, to go out and get little bits and pieces. But I found it much easier when I was living in my previous house where it was just residential and then it was a 10 minute walk to my nearest park. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because for some reason that felt easier for me to actually get out and go for a walk because I'd look forward to going to the green space. Whereas for some reason, I don't find it as appealing to walk through the city and then go to the park or indeed to just walk around the city. So yeah, something I've been trying to get better at is like walking around the marketplace because we've got like a marketplace in a church that, you know, if I go there and walk around it and back, it's only 10 minutes, but it's something, right? It's better than not moving at all. And you might be thinking, oh, Alicia, crikey, you know, we're you're talking about business. Why are you talking so much about food and moving your body and all this stuff? But it's because it's everything, right? I've talked about the mindset, the morning, how I wake up, what I do through the day. Nutrition, optimal nutrition and optimal movement as a CEO, very important. And I'm talking about this as well from a sense of feeling good. I'm not talking about this as a weight loss goal or as a diet culture trend. Like this is just general non-negotiables for me to feel good and to be good yeah as a person okay 
how else do I elevate my leadership? Something that I'm super passionate about with this is not being afraid to stand up and speak out. And this doesn't have to be something that you adopt either. But I'd invite you to think about what what am I passionate about? Yeah, are there certain topics that you can be a trailblazer on, that you can lead the way on, that you can shine a light on? What is it that you feel most passionate about? You know, I never, oh my goodness, if you'd have gone back on my content even a year ago, I would never have been talking about red flag clients, people not paying, people copying content, you know, like various different things like this, because I'd have thought they'd been, would have been too triggering for my audience. And I'd have had this fear that I might lose followers or piss people off, or maybe even clients would see it and go, oh, is that me? But then I realised, no, I'm, I'm doing myself a disservice. Actually, you know, these are things that other people are thinking and feeling and they need to be called out too. And it just feels so good now when I'm creating this content, because although, yes, I'm sure some of you might even resonate and that you could probably could even think if I asked you to pause now and, and have, you know, maybe even refresh your memory and go on my grid. Can you remember something of mine that's triggered you, whether that's recently or whether that's in the past? You know, one of you will sit here and go, oh, yeah, the one that you put about not committing. Or, oh, yeah, the one that's like you're always going to be broke if you've got a lack mindset or oh this. You've probably all been triggered by me at some point. But actually, if you pause and reflect on it and you look at the whole post and you look at the message and the mission behind it, it's it's serving a purpose. It's not me just, you know, showing you how big my dick is and swinging it around and going, woohoo, look at me, let me piss you off. It isn't. It's me genuinely stepping into my leadership and going, yeah, sometimes these topics are difficult. Sometimes they're not great, but I'm standing my ground. I'm standing in it. I'm sharing it because having uncomfortable conversations means that we get to grow and we get to challenge opinions and perspectives and we get to give a different viewpoint. And isn't that important? Yeah. Wouldn't Instagram be a boring place if it was all free tips on how to sign your next client or, you know, memes and inspiring quotes like to stop the scroll, right? To engage your people, to make people pause and think, oh, shit, I need to sort myself out. Like this is something that, oh, yeah, I identify this in me. I, yeah, this is speaking to me in order to get you know, in order to polarise, I guess, right, your messaging, your content to get this, this kind of engagement and activation, then how can you elevate your leadership through your messaging, through your content? Yeah, that's something that I've really been focusing on. Elevating your leadership in the way that you lead your business. Yeah, so for me, this looks twofold. It looks like my team and my clients, right? So starting with my team, because your clients is the next part of this, starting with my team, I looked at my team structure again at the end of last year and made some changes. And my business manager, Holly, it had been in invertedly that in the last quarter of 2022, because we got so busy, and I know busy is an excuse really, but I'm going to use the word because it's the best description, but because things got so crazy, she very much went back to being a VAVA, which is fine. But the whole point in me doing this structure the way I did it was because as the business scaled and I got busier in my my diary with clients and had more sessions go in, I needed to remove myself from the business. 
and enable Holly to lead. So we revisited that and looked at it. And Holly is now taking more, a much more instrumental role in managing and delegating the rest of the team so that I am just then the go to for questions from Holly and she will channel everything back to me. Now, it's a tricky move to make because I love being in the thick of it with my team. And the way that I still can be is that every other week we have a meeting on a Wednesday morning as a whole team. And then weekly, me and Holly have a meeting because I need to speak to her more often so that we ensure that workflow is 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 working correctly, processes, clients, contracts, payments, content, you name it, everything. Lots and lots of things happening because of the size of the business that I'm running now. And this shift has been amazing. And I'll be honest, the first month, there's of course been some teething problems again, because there's been certain things that I've been doing that other people don't know how to do, or they need to ask more questions about. And, you know, it's all part of that learning process. But actually, the way now that I see Holly stepping into this role, you know, the team gaining this respect for her, and the space it's creating for me, you know, it, it, it really only made me realise when I sent over to her, an email and then a document. And then we had this meeting before Christmas where we spoke about everything. I only really realised then and in January when we had, you know, further conversations, how much I was doing. And it's no wonder, no wonder when I looked at all of that still that I was holding on to versus the client calls I was jumping on, the content I was creating, my own coaching, a qualification that I'm studying as well. There's various things happening oh my goodness, how did I not fall over? Like, I'll be honest, I looked at it and thought, oh my God, like, how have I been going like this? How am I still going like this? So I'd invite you to think, you know, no matter what size your business is, and do you know what, I'm going to do an episode, actually. I, I wrote out some um, some ideas for this the other day, and maybe it'll be the next one. I don't know. I'm quite intuitive with what order I do things in, but I'm going to write a, um, do an episode on this podcast on five things I'd do if I was starting again. And one of them would be, to from the beginning do things my way like basically because I've kind of I wish that I'd have had this structure this is basically what I'm trying to get out here I'm tripping over my tongue I wish I'd have had this structure in place much sooner and I wish that I had of optimized my team and let go of more things sooner because I probably could have avoided a few of the times last year where I was sick or where I felt overwhelmed or I felt like, oh my goodness, everything's happening. It's crazy. So really important. So I'd invite you, regardless of what stage you're at, whether you have got a business that's, you know, scaling and, you know, in a really good place financially and things are starting to grow and it's the, the next done thing for you, or indeed, if you're right at the start of your journey, oh my goodness, as the CEO there, like map ahead, what does this look like? What do you desire your team to look like? You know, maybe you want a lean team. Like I have got quite a big team and a big extended team and I can run you through what that looks like in a moment just for some visibility. But, you know, what does that feel and look like for you? Because again, it's not one rule fits all. You know, I remember back, I think it was in last summer, springtime, one of the coaches I was working with said to me, well, why don't you get rid of your team and just get one OBM? Because it's going to save you money. You're going to pay that OBM less and then they'll bring their own team and they can support you. But I paused and reflected on that and I thought, okay, well, that might work for some people. But what I love about my team is that I've got connection with them. They've worked with me. Like Holly's worked with me for years. She's been with me nearly my whole business. Natalie's been with me over a year now. Yeah. Like Sophie and Emma. Sophie came in last spring, summer. Emma came in in the summer and Emma's been my friend for a very long time. You know, all of the various people 
that are supporting me and my team, I've got great relationships with, I trust them, they know what they're doing now, right? I'm supporting their individual businesses as well by paying them and by, you know, providing them with work. So it just feels so good that I've created and built a team up from scratch. And although, yes, you could say that's harder work, I love it. I absolutely love that I've created that. And I love the relationships we hold and the way that we work together as a unit. So to go over my team structure, so and and some changes, I guess, almost that I made as part of this elevation of my business. We've got, of course, me sitting as director, CEO, overall overseer. And this is the thing, right? People probably just see me on Instagram as Alicia, the coach. When you own a limited company and you have people working for you, there is a lot more that you have to do outside of being a coach, right? So we've got director CEO hat that deals with decision making, that deals with investment opportunities, tax, HMRC, VAT, accounting, all sorts of things, financial advisor, you name it, bang, all that stuff that's up there. Yeah, we've got that director CEO, Alicia, that manages the business. We've got me as the coach, of course, that coaches my clients and the creator and all that stuff. Then we've got Holly, my business manager, and she was my VA right from day one. We've worked together for years and I promoted her earlier in 2022. I think it might have been about summertime, actually, uh, to step up as business manager, which resulted in her taking on more hours and a higher pay because of the nature of my business growing and me needing that extra support so that I've got like my go to. Right. And that also the rest of the women in my team have a go to. We've then got my lovely Natalie, lovely, lovely Natalie, who is my VA. And the difference between Holly and Natalie is although Holly's my business manager and she first and foremost delegates, manages and, you know, navigates the team because she has a passion for creativity, branding, you know, creating incredible assets, slides, logos. She does the Kajabi things. She still keeps that creative side of the VA world. But Natalie does the bit, which I'm sure she'll laugh if she listens to this podcast, I call it the unsexy stuff. It's unsexy for me. It's because I, I think it's because I used to be a PA in, in banking for years. And it's the kind of shit that I used to have to do when I was a PA and it did not light me on fire. But I love, I love that Natalie enjoys doing this stuff because thank God she does because you wouldn't catch me doing it. But Natalie, bless her soul. She came in, set up Dubsado, contracts, client onboarding, offboarding. She manages diary invites, email queries. She manages the team inbox. And that's quite often the place that I get approached for speaking opportunities, mastermind collaborations, guest speakers to come into my programs, um, various things. And she's just general point of contact for anything admin related. So she deals with that side of the business. We have then got the lovely Sophie, and Sophie is my, she took a change in role, actually. And um, we didn't do a formal announcement because it's not much of a change in the sense of the way that she works with me, but it's more of a change to enable her and activate her to create more money herself and more opportunity in her own business. But she has now gone from being my support coach to my co-coach. And the additional role she's taken on is heading up the certification program. So the difference between a support and a co-coach is that the support coach is where me and Sophie split money. So if she signed a client, for example, she would take a percentage of the fee from the client. Let's say it was 5k. She'd take a percentage of that. I'd take a percentage of it because she's working under my name, my brand, my business. I trained her and she was a support coach and we were doing that for a while and it was working really well. But what I came to realise was that this was holding Sophie back from building her own business. And as I reviewed the way that I work with clients, the opportunities that I have, I wanted to then shift that a bit to give her more opportunity, but also so it makes sense for me. So that's when 
I moved her into the co-coach role and Sophie is a co-coach in Boost and she is the lead co-coach. So she does two sessions per month in there. Um, and it just made sense because I trained her right up from the beginning using the certification, which I basically put her through and another woman through as guinea pigs whilst I was testing and trying the content out. Um, and it make, makes real sense for me to support her as she's stepping into being a full-time coach and I love working with her. So that's my Sophie. Um, and then her other role leading the certification means that I've created it all now. I'm there in the background. I drop in one day a week on Voxer to support the women, but I don't need to be in the certification full time anymore. I don't. Now round one is done. Everything's pre-recorded. They've got me in Voxer. They've got Sophie leading the circles. It made sense to remove proximity to me so that then the girls could fly and I could get that time back in my diary. So Sophie heads up that for me. And that looks like running the circles, being in the Voxer channel, seven days a week. I'm in there one day a week on a drop-in coaching day, but she's in there otherwise answering queries. And then she also supports Emma, who I will introduce in a moment, with marking the certification um, submissions. So we have to, as part of the CPD process, there's an assessment element. So we have each module, there are written elements and also video recorded elements. And the women that study the certification take on two case study clients and complete a <coughs> coaching program. Sorry, frog in my throat. Um, create a pet coaching program. So it's important to have them assessed and submitted so that we can get people verified and ticked off. So that's Sophie. Emma does very similarly to Sophie. She is a co-coach as well in Boost and delivers one session per month in Boost live to the women in my membership. And she also is a assistant on the um, certification assessor. So she is assessing um, alongside Sophie. And whenever there are any results, um, <coughs> sorry, dearie me, let me grab it. Let me grab a sip of water, honeys. Let me grab a sip of water. We've got to hydrate. It's all this talking. Um, mm. There we go. That's better. Um, when the... That's it. The assessments. The assessments are submitted. They get split between Emma and Sophie. So let's say, for example, on the last round, we had 15 women. One of them would do seven. The other one would do eight. And then it would take on average. It depends on the module. But generally speaking, it could take anything from 40 minutes to an hour and 20 per person to mark. So again, as you can probably imagine, right, let's just say for argument's sake, it averages out an hour per person. I'd have to add an extra 15 hours a month to my diary to mark those submissions if it was just me marking them. Now, I'm always second marker. So what I do is I invite Emma and Sophie to mark them first, and then I go over the scores and I go over the feedback and I review and peer review them basically, because it's very important to me. My name's on this certificate. I endorse it. I always want to know what my women are doing. But of course, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I cannot accommodate all of that time in my diary. If that was all that I did, then fine. But I have got other clients that I serve and other things that I'm plugged into. So that's the beautiful Emma. We then have Anaya, and Anaya is my other co-coach, the lovely Anaya. She came in this year to join Boost as well, and she delivers one session per month. So that means now in the Boost membership, which by the way is only £99 a month, absolute steal, there's a weekly live training session delivered by three incredible coaches with varying experiences, 
talents, tools, and oh my goodness, it's such an up level. So, so good. So if you don't know about Boost, get to know about Boost because it is the most abundant it's ever been. It's literally like quadrupled in value in terms of the amount of offerings that you get within it, but the price stayed the same. No brainer. Love it. So yeah, absolutely incredible with those women. And then I've got what I call my extended team. So I think it's important to talk about this because as I've elevated my leadership, I do think a big part of this has been the people I've got around me and not just in my immediate team, but what I call my extended team. So <clears throat> let me tell you a little bit about what my extended team looks like. So we have got two women that I work with um, in an extended way that are on a retainer package with me, which means that I have basically booked them for the year for collaborations. So one of them is Hannah, my photographer, and the other one is Nuna, who is the owner of Suka Wellness Travel. And I'm basically on a retainer with them, which means they're part of my extended team. I am paying them monthly, I pay, so it works out nicely for them. I'm spreading my cost as well, rather than it being one big invoice. And with Hannah, it means I've got all my brand shoots for the year booked in. I've got her booked to come to my events that are happening in 2023 to shoot them. Um, and it just means that I can factor that into my budget really beautifully. And then it feels nice for her too, because she's got a consistent monthly pay. And then with Nuna, very similarly, it's for my events. So Nuna is supporting me with Ibiza. She's supporting me with the spa retreat that's going to take place later in this year in the UK and then she's also supporting me on my 2024 retreats that come in next year too so again really really awesome to have that outsourcing in the team now I also have I should mention here um Jasmine and Stephanie who are both coaches that are coming in as resident guest experts to my mastermind program to bring in the divine feminine work now this was just an extra little bonus it's a little bit like right you know how I've expanded boost this week uh, this year sorry I've also expanded the mastermind the six-figure sisterhood and the women get more proximity to me now there's more calls with me which is awesome and the way I've been able to do that is because I've freed up time in boost I freed up time in the certificate so it's given me that time back in my diary that I can now give to my higher ticket clients okay so with that in mind I wanted to bring in some more work on the divine feminine and because I'm not an expert in this space I've decided to bring in Stephanie and Jasmine and in fact actually as I record this podcast it's so we're only just over a week away before they come in to lead the first retreat virtually that we're going to have for the women on connecting and this was a really important investment for me to make to bring Stephanie and Jasmine in three times a year to my mastermind to deliver this kind of virtual retreat because something that I noticed as I was scaling was no matter what I was doing on the mindset work, I kept falling back to hustle. I kept falling back to masculine. I kept falling back to doing and being a certain way because it's it was what my conditioning told me for years. And the thing that I'm really passionate about now is scaling your own way and not having to exchange your money for time your time for money and this is where I see the power of the feminine I saw it very clearly when I was in Costa Rica coming through and I'm so excited to bring this in okay so that's where they sit here and then outside of that finally but by no means least I'm going to talk about those that support me in terms of the CEO director level 
and of course the investments that I make in coaching. So I have a really incredible woman called Mira that's my financial advisor and I spend around two hours per month with her and kind of activities that we've done so far since working together are budgeting, personal and business. Um, we have started me off on investments, so making investments in stocks and shares and commodities and various different things, playing with things like Bitcoin and all that kind of thing, like, you know, girls just want to have fun, so that's the energy that we're after. Um, really, really incredible work that I've been doing there and in fact on those little funds that I've been working on the sips and the the various things I've been playing with um the money that I've put in has already gained 50% interest which is crazy I mean we're talking small money because your girl didn't want to just whack 20 grand in there and risk losing it but I thought let me just play with a few hundred quid to start with and it's already turned into a thousand so loving it um so yeah really awesome and we've been working together especially in the last couple of months, to get things sorted with tax and making sure that I am managing finances efficiently through the business to mitigate as much tax as possible, of course, in a legal way. Um, and then we are looking on our next call, actually, at pension, so private pension, because I've already got some money locked away in a pension from when I worked in banking, 10-year pension locked away, quite a juicy amount, actually, quite surprising considering. Um, but I want to add to that or indeed create something separate because although, I love the life I'm living now I want to be saving for my future too so I'll be keeping you guys abreast all of the finance stuff and then accountancy I have got the amazing Luke who is from Middleton PA uh, he's been with me for ages now I've worked with him for getting on for over a year I think it must be over a year um but yeah incredible work with Luke and it's amazing watching how our relationships have evolved because when I very first started working with the accountant we just had QuickBooks and every now and then I'd jump on a call and chat with him and ask him questions and it was you know very small investment from me too it was 25 pounds a month and it was kind of like yep yeah, got the tool here and I've got someone I can ask about things whereas now they take over the full running of my business so they do my payroll they do my bookkeeping VAT tax return like and I'm paying them as much as I'm paying my VA now monthly like it, it's you know it's a lot as, as the business grows the accountancy has got bigger too naturally you know there's transactions every day on my account now so I need that extra support and it's really really valuable yeah and then finally has to be said of course um the support that I have around me from my coaches and this is always going to be a non-negotiable investment for me always 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 it's going to be absolutely and at the moment I am in three separate containers okay so two of them are what I call like live coaching containers the other one's supplementary but incredible so number one I have a one-to-one -one coach and I will never not have a one-to-one -one coach I wish to be honest with you that's the one thing I would do differently too if I could have got a one-to-one -one coach sooner I would have done because it it's just yeah the progress that you make when you're one-to-one -one, it collapses time absolutely so one-to-one -one coaching I'm then in another mastermind with a coach and then the final container that I'm in is a online subscription where there's live events each month but also there's a body of recorded events but this is more from like a plug-in personal development and that's very important to me too because I love learning so really incredible always going to continue to invest but again that sets me up and I kind of look at my coaches as part of my team too right they almost feel like they're my business partners and we get to have these great conversations and they get the journey that I'm on too right so I've spoken about elevating my leadership. I've spoken about my team. 
elevating my clients. Oh, this is going to be a record time podcast, but this is this is key. This is key. All right. Stay with me. This is this is juicy. So how do you elevate your clients? Well, this is twofold, isn't it? Right. It's the people you're attracting in now, elevating the new people in that you desire, that you want to attract in that are just the next level. And a big part of that, of course, comes from shifting your own energy and getting really clear on who that ideal client is and being able to tweak your messaging and get super, super clear on your offer. But then you do get to bring along the clients with you. And you know what? This has been such a breath of fresh air for me to learn as a business owner that actually things get to change. They do. And they get to change where you are right now. So I'm going to do a very small snippet of a story tell here on how this has played out for me in my world. But back in the summer, I realised as I was coming through kind of like July, August, coming into September, that. I had a few clients in my world that were locked in. They were going to be with me for quite some time. They were on a year. And I realised that I was getting a bit drained by their energy. And I took a step back and was like, what's going on, Alicia? You know, what's going on here? This this isn't cool. This isn't, isn't good. Are you being triggered by them? Like, what's coming through for me? And I realised it's because when they came into my world, they were very much in a save me energy. Okay. Now, listen, I wouldn't take on clients like that anymore. I've definitely learned my lesson. I'm not always here to be the saviour. But what I did also realise, and I remember saying this to my coach at the time, I was like, I'm, you know, very candidly, I was like, I'm stuck with some of these people for a while now. Like they're in contract, they're paying me. And I don't want to say stuck with them because it's not like, oh, I have to. Like I'm grateful for them and I love them. But also I don't want the short term to be up, be painful and uncomfortable and for us to end up, you know, me, me resenting every Voxer message they send or every question they ask me. So I realised that actually that was a me problem, not a them problem. So I started to raise my leadership and my standards, right? I started to put in boundaries around what I would accept in Voxer communications boundaries around my time when I plug in and plug out I'd also start to enable them to feel more empowered and to take self-responsibility so if they were coming to me with things they wanted to work on rather than me just giving them the answer I'd be getting them to go to the answer themselves right I'd be flipping more into the role of the coach than the role of the mentor and oh my goodness there's so much that changed around my leadership and around the boundaries of my clients and it was incredible to see how many of them pivoted and moved into a more empowered leading space with it as well and it was just first-hand evidence for me that even some of those people right that you might have initially perceived as a red flag they can be your greatest stretch clients and I've got some women now and they won't mind me saying it like some of them will probably identify who they are as they listen to this podcast if they do but they were definitely my stretch clients they definitely grew me and enabled me to step into my next level as a coach and I'm so glad I didn't give up on them because they enabled me to be a better leader too and they were evidence for me firsthand that if people are meant to stay with you and be in your world and work with you then they will elevate they will come along with you they will raise up with you and if they're not ready to raise their standards too, then they've got a few options. They stay where they are or they fall away. And of course, that's naturally what did happen with some people, right? Some people did fall away. So elevating your leadership, elevating your clients. Finally, the last one now, elevating your results. Of course, it's a natural knock-on impact that as you elevate your leadership, your standards, yourself, your mindset, 
your clients, your boundaries, your messaging, everything, that your results are going to elevate too, right? Of course they are. Of course they are. So you can expect to see the ripple effect that this incredible work has in your business, but not just on your results, on your client results. And do you know what? That's been such fantastic evidence for me firsthand as well of the ripple effect and the impact that we get to create as we raise up and elevate ourselves. We elevate everybody around us. It's beautiful. It's incredible. You know, I have literally spent the last week coming back from Costa Rica witnessing the most phenomenal results in my clients. You know, clients that literally told me weeks ago, I don't know how I'm going to pay you this month. Trusted, leaned in. They were in integrity. You know, two of them had to put me on a credit card. But they ended up then less than a week later, not only making back what they'd already paid me, but then some more and then signing clients and getting results themselves. You know, another one of my clients feeling into some fear as well around, oh, have I jumped into a deeper container too soon? And then she welcomed two women into her mastermind. You know, there's so many things that get to shift and things get to shift faster than you ever could imagine them to be possible. And it doesn't surprise me either that they trust, that they act in integrity, because that's how I act too, right? So their results have improved, my results as well. Like it is so easy. And it sounds like I'm bragging. Maybe I am. I'm not trying to. But it's easy for me to make five figures now. Easy. Like six figures. I, I've switched that on many times before. I'm less attached to it now. I've proved to myself I can do it. But I know how to. And it gets to be easy. The results get to come more effortlessly when you elevate in all of these areas. So I hope you've enjoyed this. This was an extended podcast today. It was a bit of a longer one and I feel like it was important that it was. But let me know if if this has been helpful, if there's something that you're going to elevate yourself, if it's made you reflect on ways that you can lead in your business, no matter what stage you're at, then I'd love to hear from you. Please do tag me if you love this episode or come and connect with me in the DMs over at I am Alicia May Coaching on Instagram. And thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on the other side.